All right, friends, we have a super special episode for you all today. For this entire season of Internet Urban Legends, you've heard us dissect the Internet's most wild, sinister, creepy, unnerving stories. But today, oh, today, we are going to take you on a journey with two very special guests as we make our very own Internet Urban Legend. Loey, Loey freaking late. I am so excited for this episode. We've been talking about this for a minute. We are obsessed with Internet Urban Legends, of course, and with creepypastas. I feel like everything's on the table here. I feel like our listeners might not know what to expect, and neither do we. We could be talking about cryptids, aliens, conspiracy theories. We're going to, I guess, be coming up with our very own IUL here on IUL. Welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Loie, your evidence expert, eagerly awaiting to make our own creepy pasta today. I'm literally on pins and needles. And I'm Eleanor, your local Stephen King, <laughs> your stubborn skeptic. Really excited to get into this. Listen, I wanted to be an author, like probably for 10 years growing up. So I'm really? excited to let my little literary fingers fly here. Maybe this is like the encouragement that you need to get back into it. <laughs> Maybe this is the spark, you know? Together, we are the Gruesome Twosome, and this is Internet Urban Legends, where we dive deep into the darkest corners of the internet. We might find the answers we're looking for. We might just scare ourselves into staying up all night. We're glad to have you guys along for story time today. This is very different than anything we've done on the podcast. You know, and I'm really, really excited for it. It's fascinating to me that people can come up with these massive universes in their brain, and especially in terms of horror, new ways to scare people. But like you said, we had no idea where to start with this. We are experts in IUL, but certainly not experts in writing, world building, and anything more than reading creepypastas. Not in the creation of the IUL, certainly not. And that's why today we're bringing on two very special guests, Barry and Jason of Barry and Jason Games, who are going to help us create our own creepypasta in 20 minutes. Now, if you're sitting at home and you're like, huh? Listen, listen, these guys have the roster. They are Toy of the Year nominated game inventors with popular games called Game Night in a Can and the official Anchorman game. Most importantly, they are known for their live game, Make Your Own Game in 20 Minutes, which is what we will be kind of riffing off of today. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like, what the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon.
when we did our episode with my friend Chris Straub and we brought in the Candle Cove creepypasta writer himself, I was so interested. I think we both were. Something we kept going back to was like, how do you world build like this? Like, how Mm -hmm. do you create something of this caliber. It's a degree of creativity that I know not. But I think that creepypastas are really interesting. And I think it's a form of storytelling that has stayed consistently popular on the web for so long. Now, if you don't know what a creepypasta is, basically, they are the urban legend of the digital age, baby. A true internet urban legend, if you will. And it's just a way of telling like a scary story online. So... Eleanor and I, as we do during one of our like weekly FaceTime calls, we were like, what if we made our own? What if? However, where would we even start? We talked about this on that episode. You spoke to it about world building. It's just kind of unfathomable that people Mm -hmm. can come up with any semblance of ideas about anything. Just empty up there for me, but especially about horror. I have no idea what kind of wild ride we're going to get ourselves into, but I'd like to bring our guests on Barry and Jason. Hey, hey. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having us. So have you guys done this with a scary theme before, I guess? Because as you may know, our podcast really focuses on anything and everything that will creep our listeners and ourselves out. So we have not done anything specifically like this before, but one of the games that is in Game Night in a Can is a game called Pants Poop and Scary Tales. (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) This game is basically in teams. Mm -hmm. Each team has like about seven minutes to come up with their own ghost story that either takes place in the room that you're in or like recurs in that area or something that once happened there. Mm -hmm. And then we say, okay, turn off all the lights, put the flashlight up to your face. And one by one, these teams go and they present their scary story that they just created in seven minutes. And it's amazing to see what the creativity is that comes from just a simple prompt like that. So I think that's as close as we've come outside of the game space to coming up with something like this. I think that's so interesting, though, because that has to like really push people out of their own comfort zones to like get creative in that time period to almost like put well, not to almost to literally put this timestamp on it and say you have this amount of time. And then when you're done, you're done and then present to the class. <laughs> yeah. And to perform. Mm-hmm. Like people have to get so much more creative than they even probably knew was possible, which is what I'm hoping will happen today. <laughs> well, you know what's nice about having a, a time limit is that you don't have the time to second guess or to doubt yourself. Yeah. And sometimes that's what is keeping the creativity from coming out is people just saying either A, I'm not creative, which we know that you both are very creative and there's going to be all kinds of creepypastas flowing today. Mm-hmm. We are certainly chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> good. Chaotic good. <laughs> yeah, but if you give yourself too much time to come up with the perfect story, you'll never get started. Mm. So yeah. let's get started. Ooh, ooh. Okay, okay. What is our first step? What, what do we do first? So we know very little about you. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know you from the podcast a little bit here and there from what we've heard. But we think that one of the keys to a good creepypasta is what is your biggest fear? Mm-hmm. Like those urban legends, those moments where you're like, oh, my God, he was in the back of the car the whole time. That is literally my worst fear. You know, so I think we should all kind of go around and start sharing 
what some of our biggest fears are these days. Ooh. Oh my God. <laughs> Give me a, the next two hours and I will let you know. <laughs> I was going to say, like, how deep, like, is this right. a therapy? Am I going to talk about my fears of abandonment? We could. My God. Hey, I'll write that down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Abandonment. We're writing down already. I think my biggest fear in the digital age I know this might be sort of a silly fear, but maybe it's such an innate fear as a content creator. So it's probably something all of us here get to a degree, but it's posting something that will tell people like, I'm always so afraid of doxing myself. Like consistently, I'm terrified of someone showing up at my house unannounced. Mm. If that makes any sense. Yep. To play off that, I'm afraid of being stalked. Ooh. I went down a rabbit hole of stalkers on TikTok recently, Ooh. and it was a bunch of content creators who had been doxed, obviously, but mm-hmm. the doxing had gotten to the wrong person. Like people putting like tiles up underneath your, like no. the wheels of your car and like literally stalking uh. you that way. And it does seem like it could happen fairly easily in the digital age, even if you try to be very safe. Too easily, Mm -hmm. too easily. That's why it's so scary, I think, because it seems like not only just plausible, like so easy that you post exactly the wrong thing. Mm. And then, boom, somebody knows where you live. Also dead birds. And dead birds. (laughs) Horrifying. (laughs) Terrifying. Eleanor used to be crazy scared of dead birds. This was a literal phobia. We mm. had to like cross the street if like we saw one, which understandable, <laughs> but you've gotten so much like better about it. It was quarantine, I swear. <laughs> I have a question about dead birds, you guys, uh-huh. because okay. for as many live birds as you see, don't you feel like you don't see enough dead birds? I see them all. I see, them all. <laughs> <laughs> I see dead birds. We'll spread the wealth. <laughs> yeah, literally. I'm so blessed. This is a real thing that like people have wondered because I'll mention I have a, f- I don't like live birds either, but only because they could suddenly perish. And mm. I, people will ask me often, like, how many dead birds can you see to like, you know, really cultivate this fear but if you are afraid of dead birds you will be shocked at the number of dead birds you encounter on a regular basis they are Uh, everywhere (laughs) yeah i feel like i'm missing out i don't see enough that's a good one (laughs) yeah so dead birds finding out where you live and showing up stalking yes precisely yeah like crows recognize your face horrifying (laughs) (laughs) Dead dead bird stalking dead bird stalking i think that's starring sean penn (laughs) terrifying (laughs) so just so you all know after we do kind of this like fun Mm -hmm. you know brainstorming session we're going to move into the title session so i'm already my brain you can see is already kind of going that direction because a good creepypasta like you know dan the killer or jeff the killer or you know whatever mexican pet um, you know, like like the ones that travel, you know, the best are the ones that have this kind of like cachet and brand awareness in their title, I think also. So we'll be doing that next. Yeah. So we'll do a few more and Jason and I will share ours as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not too... Yes, uh, please do share with the class. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think we'll also just go into a few, just kind of top view some of your favorite creepypastas as well. So mm-hmm. just to keep priming the pump. I am a bit claustrophobic. So being buried alive is fairly terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) And we've made a blood oath that I won't let that happen to him. What happens if you do? Do you have to then bury yourself? Yes. (laughs) It's the end of the oath. (laughs) Well, I'll be with him. He won't be alone, at least. Okay, not to build off of this fear. Please. But have you ever read, there's this one Stephen King book, and I'm sure there's so many like this, but where somebody's operating on them, and like they're like doing like, an oh. autopsy, I think. Oh, and they're awake. But the person's like alive. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Like the person's not yep. dead. Yeah. 
that's terrifying. Okay. I think it's called Awake. Is it? <laughs> That'll do it. I think so. It's a good title. Yeah. Yeah. Just not being able to move mm. and be able to get out of a situation. So, yeah. Do you have like a fear with anesthesia? Because I kind mm. of have that fear of waking up in the middle of surgery. I watched a documentary mm. once of these people who had woken up during intense surgery because the anesthesia oh, wasn't God. strong enough or didn't work. And <laughs> like they felt that intense pain for hours Oof, and weren't wow. able to say anything or move. And unfortunately, Oof, a lot of them end up committing suicide later because it was so traumatic. Oof. But that's like a big fear for me too. Wow, I wasn't afraid of that until now. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Sharing oh, the no. wealth, right? <laughs> I do feel like this is going to be the opposite of therapy. We're, we're just like we're just like stacking fears on top of each other. We, we all come out worse for it at the end. <laughs> all right, guys. Time to go to our group therapy session after this. Yeah. Jason, what about you? My biggest fear is a weird one. It's that when I'm driving, I will jerk the wheel off a cliff. Like oh. as an impulse? Like, hey, yeah, what's really to prevent me from doing this? And I don't know if that's a fear or if that's just a heightened sense of mortality at the time, which I guess is probably, you know, two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. But it is one of those things where it's like, what if I had like a weird spasm? And <laughs> like, and like you couldn't explain it afterward. You know, it's like the news just says that the car plummeted to its death. Yeah. So anyway, the car dies. And yeah, not <laughs> yeah, the car dies. You're fine. So, so far, we've got abandonment. We've got... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that takes it all. We've got posting something where you get doxxed. Somebody shows uh-huh. up at your house. So stalking. Those are pretty related right there. Dead birds. Mm-hmm. That's a rich one. There's a lot we can do with that. Being buried alive, not being able to control yourself in the car from either just driving off a cliff or maybe hitting somebody. Mm-hmm. So I think we've got a good start right there of some themes mm-hmm. that are pretty scary. Now, we don't have to stick to any of those with what we're going to create today, but just to get the scary juices going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to throw out one more thing, which Barry and I were talking about earlier, and you guys touched on in your Disneyland episode. And that's kind of this idea of this brand that is almost too good to be true. And I think that's where like a lot of those Disney lore, like what is it, Dolly's dip on the Matterhorn and all of these stories of people who probably died in Disneyland, but of course nobody technically dies in Disneyland. And I feel like it always comes back to like, you kind of want the schadenfreude of like, that brand is not so squeaky clean. So like, is there a company that we can create a creepypasta for that would be like, what's the dark side of that company? Mm-hmm. Just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know why my brain went to Pringles. I think it's because like the little <laughs> Pringles man just seems a little insidious to me. Love that. <laughs> Once you pop, you can't stop killing. Can't stop. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Stop, stop, Literally stop. just stop. <laughs> That's great. So, okay, so there's a perfect segue into our next exercise before we really dive in, yep. which is okay. we're just going to throw out a bunch of titles. It could be random titles of creepypastas. And Once You Pop, You Can't Stop is a really good start. <laughs> I'm starting with Once You Pop for sure. Yep. So just throw anything out. It could be hmm. terrible. Let me think. Let me think. I love like the dark side of whatever. Like the dark side of blank mm. is like literally a formula for YouTube titles. So that's great. I think that I have like 30 videos on my channel called the dark side of TikTok with something in front of it. I swear to God, it, the, the algorithm loves it. Mm. I feel like it has to be once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> like it has to be. I do agree. I think that we've already struck gold. Okay. I really do. Let's go then. Yeah. I love it. If you're ready, we can kind of regroup and forge forward with creating our own little creepypasta around the Pringles can. <laughs> 
Are you guys hooked yet? Because we are so ready to write this thing. Up next, you can hear our full creepypasta and uncover the mystery right alongside us. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. I'm, like, hanging on a thread right now. I cannot believe that, like, in the last, like, what would this have been, like, 10 minutes, we have gone from nothing to a potential Pringles murder spree. (laughs) Where are we going to go with this? (laughs) Dare we say inevitable murder spree, really? The inevitable. I I don't know where that came from. You know what? We haven't even talked about the murder spree. I don't know why I'm killing people with Pringles cans, guys. I think it's the abandonment issues. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's fantastic. I will throw out there an idea that I just came up with. You know, there's like there's always this like mystery of if you say something three times, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, Candyman appears, stacking different Pringles flavors. Like if you were to do the mm. wrong stack, is there like a chemical trigger because you put pizza oh. on top of Cool Ranch on top of cheese or whatever <laughs> it is, right? Or just a haunted flavor, yeah. like one that like only a couple people oh. have seen on the shelf that there's no actual information that Pringles has ever released it and once you eat the chip or like open the can oh. something happens you're so much better at this than we are <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely it yes the mis- the, the mystery flavor yes Ooh, oh my god the mystery stop okay wait does the creepypasta follow like a Walmart employee who's just like stalking the shelves one night mm. and comes across this. I think that this is like written on Reddit or something. Like after mm-hmm. this kid goes through this crazy experience when they like randomly stumble across this mystery flavor of Pringles and they're like, what could this possibly be? Mm. They're like, I've never heard of this before. So they decide to buy it. They go up to the cash register maybe. Mm-hmm. It doesn't ring <laughs> out. It's not even registered. It keeps going. <laughs> Beep. Nope. Mm-hmm. Beep. Nope. It costs $6.66. Dun, dun, dun. I wish you guys could see Lowe's excitement right now. It doesn't ring out. It doesn't ring out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm like a kid in a candy shop. Yeah. Oh, my God. And when you open the lid to the Pringles can, every time it goes, Oh, that's great. So, wait. Okay. So, is it an employee or is this somebody who's shopping? I like the employee. I think it's an employee working mm-hmm. like he's picking up his snack mm-hmm. at the end of the night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or is it finally they pick it up at the end of the night because they've taken it off the shelf three times because they know it doesn't scan and it keeps showing back up on the <gasps> shelf. Yes. But it's just one yes. can. Yes. It's just the one can. Mm. So he's like, I'll just take it. Is it called mystery flavor? I was going to say, what's the flavor? I mean, because brands do that, right? Mm-hmm. The airheads, remember, like they do the mystery thing, like. I or, love yeah, the mystery the flavor. Flavors. I mean, we can come up with some flavors, but the mystery flavor is great. I'm here for that. I mean, it's just so foreboding. <laughs> is there like a realistic way to like why it doesn't scan? Like, is the label like glitched for some reason? Like, is it like misprinted and kind of weird and it can like, be torn maybe, like, a little bit? Mm. Mm. 
right? It's paper wrapping. There could be a bloody thumbprint over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's casual. <laughs> it's like just a casual bloody thumbprint. Appetizing. Why do you keep trying to buy this? There's clearly blood all over it. Maybe don't do that. After like the third person tries to buy it, he sees just like their disembodied hand. Like, <laughs> mm. um, So this is amazing. This can has a nice origin, right? So it starts out a little creepy. Mm-hmm. So it keeps showing up again on the... Wait, so Jason, you were saying he takes it off the shelf because it doesn't scan, right? He's working there. He keeps putting it back in the storeroom. It keeps and showing he keeps up. taking yeah. it off the shelf. And, and every time at the end of his shift, he's walking the aisles and he always grabs a can of Pringles on his way out, right? Loey, like you were saying. And, and, mm-hmm. and then finally, the third night in a row that this can has shown back up, he's like, I'm buying it. And it does scan for him. Mm, he's the one. He was chosen. chosen right? He was chosen oh. after he's been misscanning all these other customers. Like, ooh, doo, doo. Oh. Okay, so let's jump to the okay. once you pop ellipses, okay? Mm-hmm. So what are we thinking? Should we dive back into some of our deepest fears? <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Out comes an explosion of bird carcasses. <laughs> <laughs> That's the mystery flavor. I knew it was familiar. Erotic. Inside the can is a dead bird. Mm, instead of the snake thing popping out, it's, it's just dead bird. It's just like pigeon parts. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the flavor? Pigeon, pigeon parts. parts? <laughs> now with 25% more pigeon. <laughs> I mean, as far as what we talked about before, abandonment fits. We've got stalking. I mean, the dead birds, of course. Mm. I mean, I feel like we're kind of going somewhere outside mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. what we brought mm-hmm. up with this one. Is it going to be something that happens to him or is it like people around? Like, is he being psychologically affected where he's going crazy after he's popped these Pringles? Or is it like things start happening around him? Like, right. Pringles man is getting that ass. Is the, like, what direction are we yeah. going? Is there something like, could it even be sort of a build too, as far as what's mm-hmm. happening each time? Like, there's something about crunching a chip and somebody's bone breaking. <gasps> and also, mm. horrifying. It's kind of an interesting thought. It's horrifying. That's very creepy pasta. Mm-hmm. It's very creepy pasta. Yeah, yeah. That's so creepy so pasta. Creepy pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Available now. In the yeah, for real. Mm. <laughs> Once you pop, <laughs> you, can't you can't stop. Our pets' heads are popping off. Like, <laughs> like what else is pop? Like, yeah, snap, crackle, pop. I was also thinking, like, if this were a movie you would have seen him have a run-in with his manager mm-hmm. like every night. He's just right in his ass. And he goes home and he's like, I effing hate Steve, <laughs> the manager. Damn you, Steve. Damn you, Steve. Yes. And somehow, I don't know, does he write it? And then he eats it and then he wakes up and he gets the call. Hey, you got to come in early. Something terrible happened to Steve on aisle 12. <laughs> That's very Candyman. Like in the gallery, Steve is just... Steve could be our central character. Maybe nothing happens to our, our main guy. Maybe he's just killing one by one. Like, maybe he never goes crazy. He never, like, nothing ever really happens to him. Oh, what if it's just Steve's bones? One by Gosh, one. Every just single literally like, Every chip dust. is a bone in his manager's body. You know, <laughs> basically, we've got a, a Walmart employee who mysteriously mm-hmm. sees, as he's leaving work every night, the same Pringles can that pops up, mystery flavor. Mm-hmm. And every time a customer tries to buy it, it won't scan. Finally, he grabs it. It scans. He takes it home. Mm -hmm. Maybe brings it back to work. 
and realizes that every time he eats one of these chips, something bad happens to his manager. So whether it's a bone broken or maybe it starts off a little bit more innocently enough with him being sick or mm -hmm. you know his car not starting and I think it grows throughout the end to where he realizes as he's looking this man right in the eye, he has the power to kill him with like three more <laughs> chips. With the final chip. Yeah. Ooh. I like that. I think our hero is our villain. <laughs> yeah. Our hero is our villain. And it could always end with that, does he eat the last chip or not? Mm. And I think that that's a great place to finish it because the title being Once You Pop, You Can't <sighs> Stop, we already know the answer. We don't have so to say So that's why the title oh. is just Once You Pop, dot, dot, dot. Oh! Oh, it's just oh, Once You Pop. Oh! Uh. <laughs> oh wow. I love that. Did we do so it? I still like the idea. I think we need the twist ending of mm. like it is still down to the writing of the name and he like he doesn't realize it or something. So he accidentally like breaks his little brother's bones or his mom's bones or something at the end when he thinks mm. he's like sticking it to the manager. Cause I feel like creepy pastas always <gasps> have that like mm. that little horrifying oh. twist at the end, right? It can't be mm -hmm. too happy of an ending. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause it could be either that you have to look at a picture or look mm -hmm. at the person themselves when you have the chip. And so maybe he like right in that moment gets like a text and it's a mm -hmm. text of yes. his sister or his wife. His or, mom like calls him mm, or somebody calls him mom, and it lights up, lights up with her picture <laughs> and her picture shows up on the phone. Right as he crunches uh -huh. it. <gasps> oh. Does he answer the call and he's like, hey, I'm busy as he crunches and like hear her scream. Ooh. Oh, yes. And that's the last thing. Oh, uh -huh. love it. Mm. Uh -huh. Ooh, I just got shivers. Uh -huh. All right, everyone. I cannot believe with the help of our new friends, Barry and Jason, we have written an entire creepypasta, our own internet urban legend. Legends, icons, authors, <laughs> bestsellers. Put us on the list, please. <laughs> well, without any further ado, here is the official audio narration of our story. Once you pop. A Walmart worker in Colorado would always end his workday by buying some chips and a soda on his way out the door. One evening, after his shift, he noticed an odd-looking Pringles can labeled mystery flavor on the shelf and decided to ask his manager about it. Oh yeah, the barcode doesn't scan. I thought I put it back in the storeroom, the manager replied as he snatched the can and walked towards the back of the store. Five steps later, he turned around and barked, any chance you can get a haircut before your shift tomorrow? You look like a stray. The employee bought his snack and went home. The next night, the can was on the shelf again, and the employee approached his manager. I threw that away last night. Were you scrounging through the dumpster after work? That's illegal, you know? The employee threw the can away and went home once again. The third night, the can was back on the shelf. Screw it, thought the employee. I'll try mystery flavor. He tipped the can into his hand, added a Mountain Dew from the cooler, and went to check out. He stared at the can as it moved down the conveyor belt, mesmerized by it. Mindlessly grabbing three bills from his wallet, he paid the amount due and slipped the 34-cent change into his front pocket. The cashier said something, but she might as well have been underwater. The next thing the employee consciously knew was that he was on his couch, the lid of the Pringles in one hand, staring into the open tube. He shook his head and picked up his phone to FaceTime his mom. An Instagram notification derailed him. 
he landed on a picture of his ex-girlfriend, dressed in heels with a caption, wine, check, dine, check. He shoved a chip into his mouth and chomped it before tossing the phone to the cushions. Not consciously tasting the chip, he noticed the flavor change from sweet to salty to bitter to an indescribable final flavor. It was good, but he'd had enough. He put the lid on and got ready for bed. The next day on the bus ride into work, he got a text from his friend. Yo, did you hear about Haley? No, what? She tripped and smashed a glass into her face. Emergency surgery. He put the phone into his pocket and stared out the window. Damn. During his shift, his manager paged him over the intercom to report to the office. He told him to sit. What's wrong with you? Sir, what the hell is wrong with your eyes? Are you on drugs? No, sir. You look like absolute hell. Go home and don't even think I'm paying for you today. He walked out and opened his phone to check the bus schedule. Again, in what seemed like a foggy instant, he found himself on his couch, staring into the cylinder, holding the plastic lid. He turned on the TV and was watching a live police chase as he pushed one of the mystery flavor Pringles into his mouth and crunched. Almost instantly, before the salt could even register, the suspect's car flipped onto its side, careened across the divider, and was severed by an oncoming semi-truck, catching fire in an instant. He sat, dumbfounded. Then he chewed. Then he swallowed. Walking over to the window, he saw three birds on a wire outside. He looked around. No one else was in sight. He pulled a chip from the tube and quickly ate it, watching as the three birds dropped like bricks to the ground. He sat back on the couch and fiddled with the lid of the can of mystery flavor Pringles. Nodding in resolution, he navigated to the Instagram account of his Walmart manager. Scrolling past any images with dogs or children, he found a post-workout humble brag selfie that was almost too perfect. He centered the image on his screen as he pulled a chip from the can. He felt the texture roughly scratch his tongue as he put the entire saddle-shaped snack between every single one of his teeth. And just as he was biting down and crunching into that chip, he looked in horror as his mother called him back on FaceTime. This was so much fun. Honestly, this was nothing like I expected it to be, though. Like, I really thought this would be like pulling teeth, at mm -hmm. least for me. And when we started talking about a Pringles can, I was like, oh, this is funny. This is a little joke. I freaked out. Yeah. I loved it. I loved every minute. It's weird. It's campy. It's funny. It's kind of freaking creepy. As soon as I said Pringles it's can, real I was filled with regret. I was like, oh my God, I've derailed this entire process. But I don't think there's a way for that to fail. I don't think we so either. We each have one little brain cell buzzing around, occasionally clicking together and producing this podcast. And we managed to come up with something like without much, I guess, direction or structure. I thought this would be yes. more like an ad lib process where you just kind of filled in the name of your favorite cryptid and then you get kind of told what Absolutely. they did. You're making up characters, but it's kind of like, you know, like putting them in a predetermined plot or structure. And it was quite literally just having the addition of a couple other people, a couple other brain cells um, to like bounce ideas around. I don't think writing creepypastas yes. is easy, 
but it was shockingly simple with more than the two of us. You two are pros. I imagine that you could build a new creepypasta every day now. Career change. Oh, no, 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 no. This was all thanks to you guys as a help. And we had so much fun. This was literally my favorite episode of IUL yeah, ever. Awesome. Uh, Jason and Barry, where can everyone find you online? Oh, we are at Barry and Jason all over the place. So wherever they have those handles. Easy. And where can they pick up products like your famed Game Night in a Can? Game Night in a Can is available at BarryandJason.com. We actually just released our fifth anniversary edition of that game. And then our Anchorman game is available online and also at Target. I was about to say, I have seen it in Target. <laughs> as soon as we talked about it, I was like, oh man, I'm always done. <laughs> we'll get you a copy. <laughs> yeah, no, no, pick it up. You guys, thank you so much. I will never be able to sleep or look at Pringles the same way. <laughs> Uh, then our work here is done. And let us know over social media. How do you feel about our journey that we went on today? Are you also a little scared of Pringles cans? Let us know over social media by using hashtag gruesome twosome. We would love to hear from you. Thank you all so much for listening. We are once again your hosts, Loie and Eleanor, also known as the Gruesome Twosome. And we've loved diving into the world of internet urban legends with all of you. You can find all episodes of the podcast, Internet Urban Legends, for free exclusively on Spotify. Don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Loeybug and at Snitchery and support our show by following at Parcast on Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. Stay gruesome, friends. Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler from Parcast, Slash Management, and by Deanna Markoff, Avi Gandhi, and Ed Simpson from Wheelhouse DNA. Sound design by Ron Shapiro, with associate sound design by Kevin McAlpine. It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, Gemma Waters, John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and Lexi Kiven. Research provided by Yumi Shin. And we're your hosts, Loie Lane and Eleanor, better known as Snitchery. AKA the gruesome twosome.